Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. It is September 3rd, 1994. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. We've had a good week here at Massive Late Fee. You people love us, and we love you. Listen to our tapes. Listen to 90210. That came out yesterday. Listen to the mixtape that comes out tomorrow. And just, you know, generally follow what we're doing, basically. Pay attention to us. <laughs> so, news today. Carol. Yes. Nine Inch Nails. Have you heard of them? Um, Do you have them? No. <laughs> but you've heard of them? Yes. Trent Reznor. So, Woodstock has shot them up from a club act, a cult band. And I, we both, Carol and I have both listened to them. Yeah. But apparently club band, I guess. And they are now, they're playing Pine Knob. They're, they're, they're starting to play stadiums. It's exciting stuff. It's exciting stuff if your name is Trent Reznor. <laughs> but now everyone's going to want a piece of them. So, Good for them. Yeah, I guess. He's uh, he's on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. David Letterman's been making jokes and talking about him, you know, for a week straight. Uh, we reviewed a movie last week called Natural Born Killers, and he does the soundtrack to that. Yeah, it's very cool. Oh, yeah. And Playgirl named him one of the te- 10 sexiest rock stars in the world. Really? Yeah, I don't see it. But no, I He looks I like a pile of sticks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is uh, this article in the free press. It makes me laugh. It says, uh, so it's talking about all this stuff that I just kind of mentioned. And so that's not bad for a guy who produces some of the darkest most vicious and most provocative pop around. After all, you probably won't find lines such as I focus on the pain, the only thing that's real, or the guttural war cry, I want to bleep, it says bleep, but fuck you like an animal, in the Ace of Base songbook. (laughs) (laughs) You will not. Ace of Base is terrible. Uh, They're not simple pop songs, says Reznor, whose favorite computer game at the moment is called Doom. (laughs) I love adults <laughs> writing about teenage things that they have no clue. <laughs> a computer game called Doom. Yeah, it's Doom, motherfucker. Alrighty. You played Doom, haven't you? Yeah. Huh. And Mist. Wolfenstein. And um Wolfenstein. Yeah. Don't 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 go farther than <laughs> what you're talking about right now. Okay. We don't need to. We don't need to get into what I video like, games we I play. like video games. Computer games. I like computer games. I like video games. Cool. I like games. <laughs> you like to play games. I do. You know what I like? I like going to concerts with you. I love going to concerts. So we've got some choices here. Uh, Aerosmith and Collective Soul. We We cover them. On the mixtape. Yep. Yes, we do. They're at the Palace 
of Auburn Hills on September 24th. <laughs> what are you doing? What? The Palace of Auburn Hills. Like, why? Why? It's it, 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 interesting way. Talk ways. normal. No. Yes. 25 bucks. You sound sexy when you talk normal. 50 bucks. You sound like a freak when you talk weird. You want me to sound sexy to all the ladies out there? No, just me. Okay, well, there you go. 25 bucks. 50 bucks for us to go. What do you think? Let's do it. I think we should. I want to see this show as well. The great R. Kelly and Warren G. Coolio, Aaliyah, Heavy D, and the boys. Okay, well, you can take Mike to that one. Maybe. Mike's not big on, on that. I think Colin okay. is who I might have to take. As long as it's not me, I really don't care. Right. But on sale Friday. Yes. The Indigo Girls are playing eh, House of Pain, somebody named Corn, and Biohazard at the State Theater. Eh. But the Bare Naked Ladies, September Woo-woo. 20th at the State Theater. 15 bucks. I want to go. I know. They're, they're not... They're a Canadian band, and they're not, I don't think they're super well-known around here, but Carol and I have uh, their album, Gordon. It's like the best. It's very good. There's, they're funny, but also they make good music. My favorite song on there is If I Had a Million Dollars. That's a very good song. My favorite song, I believe, is Brian Wilson. Okay. About the, uh, the, the Beach Boy it's okay. I don't know. It's definitely not my favorite song on there, though, because it, it kind of gets a little boring. Oh, I don't know. I like it. Maybe we should. Uh, you can cover call them me Dog. Yeah, maybe they're not on the charts at all. Well, I think they'll get there. Maybe one day. I, have I, I faith. hope so. Uh, so there's some comedy going around town too. If you want to go see Sinbad. At the Fox. I'll pass, but thanks. I'm not into Sinbad, to be honest with you. I'm not into comedy. Oh, I like stand-up comedy very much. I know you do. But I get it. I get what you're saying. It's not my jam. No, jam. So now, moving on from the news, do you want to, let's do, let's do, yeah, let's do that. Do what? Did you not read my mind? The Brendan Brandon? No. 90210? No, because we have our own show for that now. Oh, yeah. All of my so-called life. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> Third time's the charm. <laughs> I need more coffee. So, We're doing this super early today, guys. Yeah, let's do my so-called life. No, let's do my so-called <laughs> life. Yeah, freak. I love you, but seriously. <laughs> So do it. So what, what this happened? I'm week not... on my so-called life. Oh God! See, <laughs> don't choke! Don't choke on your soda. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So, um, Rayanne gets my the, so-called life. My so-called life. There you go. <laughs> Jerk. Um, Rayanne gets this brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. To You're ask Jordan door. Catalano yeah. to make Angela a fake ID. Okay. To which he has the very rational question of why doesn't she ask me herself? Right. And Rayanne has the very <laughs> irrational answer. That she's French. She's French. <laughs> she's from French. 
She's from France. Yeah. What the hell sense is, like, why? Like, why, Rayanne? And he's seen her and talked to her. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And, like, I mean, at least he, he doesn't totally believe her. But he kind of believes her because he seems like it's kind of dumb. And then he says, she says, well, she was born there, but she moved here when she was young. Because, I mean, I assume they've went to school together for a while. Yeah. And she says, you know, there's some some phrases still don't really work for her or whatever. It doesn't make any sense. No. You can't. She doesn't know what a fake idea is. If she like, I, I just I don't get it. I don't get any of it. Yeah. So. But it's the equivalent of passing a note in class. Do you like me? You know, yes, no, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, I, I think I would find a, a better way than I need a fake ID, but... You know, I, I always thought that that maybe was a cop-out, too. Do you like me, yes or no? Right? There is no maybe. That's for that's for cowards. You know, I only did one of those notes once, and um, the little boy was, like, freaking out. Because I, mean, I was, like, little. I was, like, nine, ten, okay. something like that. Right. And, uh... He checked yes, and then wrote, but as a friend. <laughs> and his mom was standing behind him, pushing him towards me with this note to give back. That is hilarious. Oh, my God. It was so humiliating. So his initial reaction was probably no. No, but she intervened. She said, yeah, no, you got to say yes. But just say as a friend. Right. <laughs> say you want to hold hands. Oh, man. Yeah, that wow. was at church. Yep. <laughs> That's crazy. So I'm sorry. Good back, story. Back to Angela. Um, she, of course, is mortified that Rayanne has done this. But then she wants to know what, how did he take it? Right. And she said, oh, he's definitely interested in you. And Ricky says, yeah, I know, because... Rianne's told me about it 15 times. So I feel like I was there. And right. he's definitely interested. <laughs> so. Or partly interested. Then. Part of his body is partly interested in her. Right. That's what Rianne says. <laughs> partly interested. And then Angela's like, so why do I have to think about him all the time? And he's just partly interested. Right. To which your response was. Because she's the one that's obsessed with him. Yeah. He's what? not obsessed with her. Yeah. Don't obsess about people. If you don't want to be in that situation, then don't ever obsess about anyone. <laughs> Just think normal amounts. Yeah, exactly. But see, here's the thing, teenage girls. We, we, we can't help it. We just obsess. Well, then I guess the response is because you were born with uh, an X and a Y chromosome. So, okay. So then Angela... Is that what it is or it's two X's? Two X's, right, for girls. Two X's for girls and X and a Y for a boy. Because you don't, you don't have a Y chromosome, that's why. Right. That's why you have to think about them all the time, I guess. According to my girlfriend. <laughs> so, Angela is lab partners with Brian Krakow. And they're supposed to be, like, I don't know, dissecting. What were they dissecting? Hearts. Pig hearts. hearts. Yeah. What have you dissected in school so far? Um, uh, earthworm. Yeah, earthworm Jim. I've done that. And a crawfish. That's weird to me. <laughs> so you have the other biology teacher. We have two biology teachers in, in school, uh, Mr. Mitchell 
and Mr. Uh, McKnight. Okay. And you've got Mr. Mitchell. Sure. And <laughs> I do. You're doing the crawfish. And we did the we did the we all did the earthworm in sixth grade or whatever it was seventh grade eighth grade I don't remember, but we all did the earthworm obviously. Then we did I can't remember what we moved on to next in Mister McKnight's class. Oh, I don't remember what it was now. It wasn't the crawfish obviously, but it was something else. Then now we're doing the cats. We're oh. dissecting. Mr. McKnight does the cats. No, that smell in the hallway that you smell by the biology room. That's the cats. No. Yeah. Oh my god! And I would not be able to do that. Somebody found a pregnant one too. By the way. <gasps> no. These cats are shipped in from Mexico. They're Mexican cats. People don't care because they're. It's so weird. I guess people don't care about Mexican humans, and they don't care about Mexican animals either, because <laughs> they won't kill American cats. But Mexican cats, so oh, ship them over, dead, and we'll dissect them. For high schools. Yeah, we're doing, the, like, you know, we're doing the heart and the um, the digestive system and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, that's gross. It is absolutely disgusting. So, Ram calls Angela out of class to talk to her. Yeah. And, um... That's fun. Brian says that she almost fainted. He covers for her. Brian, crackhead. <laughs> and uh, the teacher... Like, asks, I guess, if she's doing his extra credit project with him, to which he responds that she is, even though she is not. And has not said she would. Right. So then he demands, basically, that she actually help him. Yeah, because her former best friend, who is just such a weird person. is She is a weird person. She's got a crush on Crackhead, though. You think? Oh, absolutely. He's looking at Angela. She's looking at him. Huh, I did yeah. not get oh, that. It's triangly. Okay. But she likes him for sure. And she says, Oh, you know, she's just using you, all this stuff. Wake up, fool. Right. So he decides to try to like man up and be like, So bitch, you're gonna help me. Um I think this show, and I never checked, so sorry, audience, but I think this show w- is created by a woman, you know, presumably a uh, closer to middle-aged woman than, you know, young woman, I'm guessing, because she has power in Hollywood. So, you know, probably in her 30s or something like that. But she knows what it was like to be this age, which is, sure. why, which is why it's so accurate for from the female side. Male side, mm, I'm sorry, inaccurate. No? No. Brian Krakow does not act like any teenage boy really would. I don't think that he acts like any teenage boy would because he's a weirdo. Like, I don't think he's supposed to seem like a normal teenage boy. He He's weird. But he's, he's all awkward and yelly. So, like, the best friend says this, and he goes up to Angela, he's like, Hey, would, would you, I, you gonna, it's not fair. You're getting credit and you're not helping. I mean, Angela, don't, don't, do you think that's fair? <laughs> you know, it's like, he's just like, he's just like exploding in right. awkward emotion and then just, and then silent the rest of the time. Like, just very quiet the rest of the time. It's, he's really, he's really weird. 
He's like a teapot, you know. He 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 needs to let off a little steam, and uh, then he goes quiet. Yeah. But um, somehow Rayanne convinces Angela to help him because his parents are out of town, mm-hmm. and she thinks this will be the perfect way for Angela to hang out with Jordan Catalano. Yeah, she's just like just fuck him and Brian crack husband. <laughs> right, like what? In the, I don't understand what she thought was gonna happen here. I really don't. Uh, and like they're next door idea. neighbors. Mm-hmm. And in the end, she just goes out to his car. So why did she even have to be at Brian Krakow's house? She could have just been in her own house and gone out to his car. And Brian Brian needed to be in the story, I guess. I guess. So, yeah, they go over to his house. They're hanging out there. And Jordan Catalano is going to show up. He's also looking for somebody else. Yeah, Tino. Tino. About uh, baby fetuses or something. What? Oh, yeah, because it's a band name, right? What, whatever, wherever it's called. Yeah. Something Fetus. Yeah. I think it's Something Fetus. I think, yeah, and I think it was their band name. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was definitely their band name. He's a, just a band we might be forming. Yeah, he seems kind of nervous. Yeah, I think he has some anxiety issues. Right? <laughs> yeah, he always seems a little off. I'm telling you. This guy, Jordan Leto. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Jordan Catalano. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So Angela is supposed to be helping Brian with his project. And she invites over Rayanne and Ricky to his house, right. which is very rude. By the way, his project is to trap a mouse. <laughs> yes. Yeah, weird project. His project is, is a, a mouse that's being held captive. And I think its screams are powering something. <laughs> I don't know exactly what's going on. It's it's breath. Something about pressure. Yeah, it's breath is creating pressure or powering a steam engine. I don't know what's going on with this. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's weird. And um, you know Ray Rayanne and Ricky mm-hmm. were were trying, okay? They now, were. I know he's... I think Rayanne would fuck Brian. <laughs> Maybe given he... the circumstance, I think she would. If he were actually nice to her. Yep. Um, but he's not. He's a dick. Correct. So he's just pissed because, you know, this is supposed to be his, like, alone time with Angela and it gets crashed. Mm-hmm. And, um, Angela goes outside because Jordan Catalano shows up with her ID. Right. And so Ricky and Rianne are in there and they're asking him questions. They're looking at his project. They're looking at the mouse. They're, they're, they're taking an interest. Right. And he is just so fucking mean and rude to them. I don't like him at all. I, I mentioned that in this episode. Yeah, he's like a giant baby throwing a temper tantrum. He's a dick. Yes. So, Angela, this is hilarious, goes out to the car with Jordan. Now... Yeah, this pissed you off. Yeah, it did. She stands, You put yourself in that position. You were like, what the fuck? This is not how I would react. Right. So, okay. Oh, so, yeah? That's how it is? Trapped you. <laughs> Shut up. So he's outside of the car, or no, he's inside of the car, and she comes up and he's like, get in the car. And she's like, well, I can't really go anywhere. Like He's like, who said go anywhere? Right. Just get in the fucking car. <laughs> so she gets in the car, and they're basically just sitting there in, like, awkward silence. And then he kisses her. Tries to. No, he kisses her. His lips meet her lips. And she shoves him away from her. Uh-huh. Like, are you fucking serious, Angela? Like, the whole thing is you like him. You you said that you want to fuck him. She does say at the beginning, or before she goes down there, 
she does say that she's not sure that she can do this. She's not sure that she wants him or she just wants to want him. Yeah, she did say that. That the wanting to want him keeps her going. Yeah. And if she got him, she doesn't know exactly what she'd do. She does say all that. Wow. Okay, so maybe that's why she's rejecting him? I don't know. She also talks about all the first the kisses that she's had in mm-hmm. her life. The three kisses. Yeah. One, and she's never seen any of them again. Right? <laughs> it's weird. Maybe that's why she's afraid of getting kissed, because she'll never see him again. Maybe. But she, the first one is a counselor that uh, molests her at a, uh, <laughs> at a sleepaway camp or whatever. He didn't molest her. He kissed. She was probably like 25 years old and she's 12. And he kissed her. He's got a girlfriend that he's trying he to make was jealous. 25. He was probably like 18 or 17. How old do you think she was? Like 12. Yeah, that's fucking gross. <laughs> but anyway... Yeah, so he kisses her, and that's it. They just kiss. Yeah, it was like one kiss, and his Thank girlfriend God. saw. Right. I think he was just trying to make his girlfriend jealous with a child. Yeah, it was somehow. pretty fucked up. Anyway, and then the second one was her cousin at a wedding. <laughs> it's at a wedding, and it's another little boy. I mean, they're probably related in some way. Right. But he only did it because he lost a bet. Yeah, that was sad. I know. She looked cute, though. She's a cute little kid. Yeah. Uh, and then the third one was when she drowned mouth to mouth. <laughs> that is not a kiss. That does not count. Although the way they filmed it looked like a kiss. But I think that's just, her, I think that's her memory of it. And I don't think that's reality. Right. I think reality of it is he was being life-saving. Because I mean, they, they also film it where there's like the sun behind them and they're in shadow and it looks like a movie scene. He's carrying her, right. her hair's all, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just her memory of it. I don't think it's the reality of it. So all three of these kisses were very brief. And shitty. Yes. So she has no idea what it's like to like really kiss. Right. And he's trying to like really kiss her. True. So, I mean, I guess it was a little startling or overwhelming or whatever. And then he tries to do it again. Yeah. And she pushes him away again. And says, you have to work up to that. I don't even open that wide for the dentist. Right. Ouch. What a bitch. Yeah. Like, why, Angela? Why Why are you mean? Yeah. (laughs) Carol wants to kiss Jared (laughs) Lowe. Why don't you? So then he like he gives her the ID and um he just like opens the door. He doesn't even say anything. He's like get out of the car basically, which yeah. you know is appropriate. Like I would have already been out of the car and like died of embarrassment somewhere. So that was their their encounter. And that's pretty much the end of the episode. Well, no, because then it's kind of funny too because uh Brian finds the fake ID on the ground where she dropped it. Oh yeah, that's funny. And uh, looks at it and says, uh, is this supposed to be a fake ID? Because isn't it supposed to make you 21? This says you were born yesterday. He says that to Jordan, yeah. Says it was, says, says to Jordan, it, it, oh. it indicates she was born yesterday. Yeah, that's right. It was Jordan. Yeah. So she just thinks that she has this awesome fake ID and she's all smiley and happy. And goes home with it and leaves it on the counter in the kitchen. Yeah, like an idiot. But luckily for her, nobody found it. Oh, I guess we forgot about the parents' subplot. We totally did. So the parents, I don't know, they're dancing. 
Yeah, so the mom gets it in her head that they should ballroom dance because she was talking to somebody who mentioned that that put the romance back on her marriage. Yeah, and she wants to cut her hair. Yeah. Because she's had the same haircut since she was 17. And she says, don't guys like it when you, you know, show up looking different and stuff? And like Guys like variety. Yeah, variety. And her friend's like, mm, I think they like long hair and they like it when you wear red. <laughs> Which right. I think her friend was right. <laughs> she should have left it be. Yeah, I mean, the variety that she's talking about is other women. You know, which her 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 husband knows. Right. So, yeah, she, she cuts her hair super short. It doesn't look bad. No, it doesn't look terrible. I mean, it's an old lady haircut, and she's an old lady, so... It's an old... Yeah, older, yeah. Yeah. And, um... But, I mean, it look, I think it's flattering for her facial structure or whatever. Sure. Her she looks like an elf. says, it really shows your ears more. <laughs> you can tell he hates it. Right. It shows your ear. Like, what an asshole thing to say. And they dance, and they're terrible at dancing. Yeah. It was just a nightmare all around. Yep. And then they come home and have sex. Well, <laughs> they have an argument. Yes. And he's trying to make it better. And, you know, she says, you know, what? it, it was kind of romantic. Like, he said, I want to dance with you. And she's like, we don't know how to dance. And he's like, yes, we do. And he starts kissing her and they have sex. And it was romantic. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, and he was supposed to go have sex with the, the girl the next day. The right. girl that he's, you know, cheating with. So but, it's been revealed that he has not had sex with this girl. Right. That they, I think she kissed him. I think so, because he told his brother about it. And he told his brother that she grabbed him by the tie, right? Yeah. And said... I can't stop thinking about you. I can't sleep because I can't stop thinking about you. Right. And then um, maybe they did some over the close hand stuff. <laughs> they haven't done anything major, I right. guess. So then um, Angela hears him on the phone calling and telling her he can't do it. That he's, he doesn't want to do this. He's so. a happily married man now. Or I don't know. He loves his wife. Right. He doesn't want to do this. Go fuck yourself. And Angela just stands there and waits for her dad to see her. Yep. She is the worst at eavesdropping. <laughs> so he knows now that she knows. Or at least that she heard him. You know, he doesn't know what she knows. Yeah, exactly. And he just acts like it's nothing. Yep. No, no explanation. Nope. No explanation. Doesn't say anything. Nothing like that. So that was my so-called life. Yeah, it was quite the episode. Interesting, interesting episode. I, I can't wait to see what happens next week. So now we're going to move on to something. You can't look at this paper that I've got here. Okay. But uh, we've got, we teased it a couple weeks ago. It's Brandon <laughs> or Brendan. So these are quotes from either Brandon Walsh, Jason Priestley on 90210, or Brendan Frazier in one of Brendan Frazier's movies. Okay. Okay. So, now, remember that Brendan Frazier has been in Airheads, With Honors. He was in that School Ties movie where he's the Jewish kid. Yep. Okay. So, here is your first quote. You've always got everything you've wanted, one way or another, and I've never said anything. 
but this time I won't allow it. Hmm. Is that Brandon or Brendan? Brendan. Brendan Frazier? Yes. No, that is Brandon. Oh, really? The beginning of the qu- quote that I couldn't read is Brenda. You've always got to read Okay, how about this one? Not all black people have rhythm, and not all Jewish people are good with money. Brendan. Brendan Frazier? Yes. That's Brandon Wall. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was thinking school ties because he's Jewish. I know. That's why I put it in there. I can't remember if that's if what, what what season that is, but it's you know it's one of the first four. Okay. <clears throat> well, see, that's not fair. You shouldn't be using stuff from like anything I haven't seen. I had to. I'm taking whatever is available. <laughs> All right. I didn't lie to you. I lied to my father. I lied to myself. Brendan? Brendan Fraser? Yeah. You finally got one? Yay! How about this one? I'm ending our friendship. Oh, that's definitely Brendan Fraser because that's from um, With Honors. Yes. What are you doing? I'm ending our friendship. Yeah. I don't waltz. I don't rumba. I don't foxtrot. I don't boogie. I don't dance. I don't even like to be in the same room with people who are dancing. (laughs) Wow. Um, let me think. Brandon doesn't dance, I don't think. And I can't remember Brendan Fraser saying that in any of the movies, so I'm going to go Brandon. Yep, that is stick in the mud, Brandon. Right Yay. <laughs> All right, last question. No, sir, you're never going to forget this happened because I'm going to stay here and every time you see me, you'll remember that it happened. Wow. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with Brendan in School Ties? Yeah, that's right. Yay! You got four out of six. Not bad. You got <laughs> Not the first, great. You got the first two wrong, and then you got all the rest all the rest right. But that also does, I think, kind of sounds like something sanctimonious that Brandon would say, right? too. It did, yeah. <laughs> but no, he says he says that, and then he says, you used me for football. I'm going to use you to get into Harvard. Yeah. Yeah, good uh, good movie, that. It's cool, Ties. Mm-hmm. So that was Brandon or Brendan. Hard to find quotes, though. I had really? To go through, I had to go through the tapes yeah. and, and look for some good... Brandon Walsh quotes and then you know finding quotes for movies it's tough yeah you know all you can do is rent them and and you know play them or if you want to invest the uh time and money and they happen to have it sometimes you can get the book of the screenplays the novelization yeah no no not the novelization like I've, I've actually gotten like books with like screenplays in them really yeah Oh, that's interesting. I might look. So, if we ever play this game again, I might. I might look for that. Interesting. What a nice resource. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Brandon or Brandon. Now on to the main topic of the day. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Which is a film that a we terrible, saw. Terrible, terrible film. We saw The Mask, starring Jim Carrey. 
It was terrible. Oh my gosh. It literally made me like go, ugh. It's not a good movie, guys. Because, yeah. It's super popular, and I don't think our opinion is very popular (laughs) on not liking the film, because a lot of people that I've talked to have loved the film, but it's not good. Not at all. And I don't understand what do they love about it? Like, I don't. Cameron Diaz? Okay, yeah, she's hot. She's beautiful. Great. There are lots of hot and beautiful girls in other movies that you can watch where you don't have to look at Jim Carrey with that green crap on his face <laughs> acting like an asshole. You know, you've dismissed it, but Cameron Diaz is really all I have to say about this movie. No, I, I agree. I mean, she is beautiful. For yeah, sure. Yeah. She's, she's, obviously we've never seen her before. This is her first film. But she makes an impression. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even jealous because she's so beautiful that it just only makes sense for you to look at her. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But this movie is terrible. Oh, it's so bad. It's based on a comic book that's not Batman and it's not Superman. Therefore, we knew it was going to be terrible. Yeah, that's what history seems to show. But... Yeah, it's based on a comic book, and so the man, the, the general plot of it, I guess, is it's implied that it's Loki, the trickster god of Norse mythology, uh, Thor's brother, I guess, in, in Norse mythology, that that's who lives inside this mask. Mm-hmm. And... So this mask, they, they show us some bullshit at the beginning of Deep Sea Divers, and there's this ancient wooden chest, and they, they happen to accidentally open it, and this mask pops out and just floats to the surface. So Jim Carrey is this loser that works in a bank, and Cameron Diaz comes in one day because she wants to open a new account or something like that. All the guys are ogling her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the worst person, in my opinion, to to send for this job because it's revealed she works for this like mob guy or whatever. And she has a camera in her purse that she's trained on the vault because they're, they're casing the joint. They're getting, Mm -hmm. they're getting the layout, what the security's like and everything because they're going to rob it. But she's such a memorable person. Wouldn't you want someone unmemorable? Someone that could just slip in and slip out and, just no one's going to remember. Like They were like, oh, have you seen this person? Oh, they look vaguely familiar. And anyone shows someone, you know, Cameron Diaz's picture, they're going to know if they saw that person or not. For sure. Um, I don't know. Maybe they were thinking that no one would notice what she was doing because she's so beautiful. Yeah, I suppose that's possible. But I don't know. I just, I guess if they ever connected the two together. Right. It seems like, you know, one domino would lead to the next. But... Anyway, they, they they don't. So he he it's revealed that he gets screwed over by a lot of people. He gets stepped on. He's your your typical hard luck case, spineless, won't stand up for himself. Everyone walks all over him. Yeah. Kind of person. And Jim Carrey, now I'm going to say something that I think you're not going to agree with. Oh, I wonder what that will be. Uh and that probably maybe some of the people out there will will agree with. Jim Carrey, I think, is good in this movie when he's himself. No, I actually agree with that. When he's Stanley Ipkiss, his character, his person, 
I think he's he's funny in the in the scenes where he's being humorous as himself, not as the mask. And he's believable in the serious moments when he's being himself and the sincere moments. He's not good as this mask entity. Right. It's just a cartoon character. Well, you know, I wouldn't even say that he's not good at it. I think he is good at it. I think it's not good. I think that the writing is bad. The directing is bad. Everything about it is not good. You know what's going to get old for me real fast? What? Is everyone in the world going, smoking? Oh, God. Yeah, that's going to get old for me real quick. Mm -hmm. And I know that because, you know, the Ace Ventura... Do not go in there and, and, and alrighty then, all that stuff. Oh, God, alrighty then. Oh, no, don't remind that me. That stuff got old for me real fast. Yeah. It's going to be the same with this bullshit. It will. Why does everybody think he's so great? See, I mean, he can do cool things with his face and his voice and whatever, but not real life stuff. Neither one of us are big slapstick fans. Right. I don't like the Three Stooges. Or any of the other type of slapsticky stuff. That's just not my humor. So that's probably part of it, is my guess. I think he can be funny. I I've seen I've seen I watched him on In Living Color for, you know, a few years, and I think he can be funny. This stuff is just not funny to right. me. Yeah, it's not funny. And nothing of it makes sense. It's a cartoon universe. Like it's so he's doing all these things. His eyes are popping out of his head. He's turning into a wolf and doing wolf whistles at Cameron Diaz. He's jumping all over the place, you know, at a thousand miles an hour, like a cartoon character do. Whoop, 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 like all this stuff. And no one says, Wow, that's that's crazy that he can do that. I'm now questioning everything I thought I knew. Right. They're just accepting it of it. And every once in a while, someone will make a joke like, uh, wow, he's faster than my mother-in-law at the buffet, you know, or, or whatever. You know, like, some, I mean, that joke's not in the movie, but just stupid, like a stupid joke. There's like two or three stupid jokes that reference his otherworldly abilities. Other than that, everyone's like, ah, whatever. Right. Yeah, it's very weird. Somehow they know it's Stanley Ipkiss. <laughs> Even though there's no reason for him to think that. So the first thing that happens is he puts on the mask and his landlady, who's a jerk to him, he kind of like uh, teases her and, and stuff like that. And then he jumps out the window. She tries to shoot him with a 12 gauge shotgun. And the detective comes the next day and basically he's like, hey, you know, did you see anything weird last night? And he goes, no, I didn't hear anything. And he's like, your landlord shot a gun, you know, right by your door. You don't remember anything? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm sleeping or whatever. And he's instantly suspicious of him, which I mean, I guess is kind of suspicious. But then he sees a piece of fabric that matches Jim Carrey's pajamas. Right. And he's like, oh, it's got to be him. <laughs> and they, he never questions it ever after that. Even though, even though this character doesn't look like Jim, I mean, like, I mean, 
It's the mask. So it's this giant, this giant green head. Right. You know, it's, it's some prosthetic that they made to fit over Jim Carrey's face, I assume, for this movie. But it doesn't, they don't look like the same person. This could be a distinctly different person. Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, it's him. It's gotta be him. Why? Why does he think that? I don't know. It's so weird. The The leap in logic is so odd. Yeah. Like I said, bad writing, bad directing. It's like, sort of, it's like Dr. Doolittle. No, not Dr. Doolittle. The other one. It's like The Nutty Professor. Okay. Little, with, with, uh, Jerry Lewis. Did you ever see... Did you ever see that, The Nutty Professor with Jerry Lewis? No. So he plays this crazy scientist dude that's all, it's a big dork, right? And then he invents this liquid. I, I can't remember what he thinks he's inventing, but I obviously it changes something else. But he drinks it and he becomes Buddy Love, this suave, debonair ladies man. Okay. That's what this is like, but Buddy Love has superpowers and just spews catchphrases like an asshole. That's what this movie basically is. Because it transforms his personality. It's supposed to heighten whatever your natural personality is. So his natural personality is a prankster that loves to do impressions. It seems like it heightened Jim Carrey's natural personality, not Stanley Ipkiss's, as we saw in the movie. Yeah, I agree. Because Stanley Ipkiss, you would think, would then be... More altruistic, more wanting to help people and stuff like that, because he seemed like someone that that wanted to help people and everything. But one of the first things he does is rob the bank he works at. Yeah, that definitely didn't seem like his personality at all. No. So it's it's weird to me. Yeah. The, I mean, the whole movie. And I mean, like, it's not like he's some kind of like big ladies man. Hmm. But when he's the mask, he's all over Cameron Diaz. Oh, yeah. And she reciprocates, which is weird and gross. He looks like an alien. Yeah. She reciprocates at first, and then he gets really rapey. Yeah. <laughs> he, they go on a second date. She agrees to go on a date with him. And, you know, he goes he goes in. So he's, he's there. Jim Carrey's there. Stanley Ipkiss. And he says, oh, I just want to make sure you guys met okay. And she's kind of coming on to him a little bit, it seems like. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, I gotta go. And he goes to the bush and then the mask comes out the other, the other side. And she never thinks, oh, did you, are you the same person? Like later she goes, is it true? Are you the mask? Of course it is, moron. Right. You saw him go behind the bush and then just become the mask. I kind of thought she knew. I guess not. No. But anyway, so she, she, you know, like he starts to say stuff like, I'm going to, you know, spread your pate or something. Yeah. Oh, God. It was so gross. <laughs> like a million euphemisms for having sex. A million. And gross ones. Yeah. Like not sexy in any way. And so she's like pushing him away and everything. And he's still going. Ugh. Yeah. It's it's not good. Yeah. She's saved by the police showing up. It's not a good look. No. And so apparently... Stanley Ipkiss is also a rapist. Right? It's, it doesn't say a lot of good things about your main character. No, not to, at all. To, to do this. What do you think of Jim Carrey in general, though? Like, uh, his looks. 
if he wasn't so weird and over the top, I would say he was a nice looking guy. Yeah, I think he's a decently handsome person. Yeah. But, so, then, what happens after that? I mean, like, the, the plot of this is just very, very loose. There's a crime guy who wants to do crime things. Right. And he works for another crime guy that he wants to double-cross. And Cameron Diaz is his girlfriend or whatever, but also sings at the club that he owns. Right. So, Stanley Ipkiss is this dude that gets stepped all over, then becomes the mask. He causes all these problems, and the police want to arrest him. He robs the bank that the the dudes were going to rob. So he beats them to the punch and kind of ruins their plan there. One of them gets killed because he's shot by the police. And then he's got this romantic subplot with Cameron Diaz. He gets locked up in prison because he's the mask. Yeah, and then he has a dog, and the dog, like, helps him break out of prison, which is kind of a dumb... The dog fetches the keys. Yeah. Yeah, because Cameron Diaz is about to get assaulted by the crime lord. So the crime lord catches him because the newspaper woman that says that he's such a catch. It's like, we can't, we can't, she has to tell us that, too, by the way. We don't get shown that, but she has to tell us, oh, you're a great catch because you wrote this letter to, uh... The, the newspaper one time. So anyway, she she double crosses him because she needs money. And so the crime guy gets the mask and becomes evil mask. Right. And so, yeah, he gets... Although ar- mask was kind of evil to begin with, honestly. Right. So he gets arrested and the dog helps him out of the jail. Cameron Diaz is about to get assaulted. And he's like, hey, you know, this lady's going to get assaulted. You should go out there and help. And he's like, ah, never you mind. That's not my job. Kind of thing. And, and then imme- sleep. immediately falls asleep. As if he was gassed. Right. Very weird. There was a plate of turkey and <laughs> a box of wine next to him. So right. That's, that's why. But anyway, so he he gets the dog to help him break out. He breaks out. And then he... He goes to the charity event. The dog and him end up beating up the guy. He gets the mask back. The dog actually puts the mask on at one point, which is it was sort of funny. funny. Yeah. And then he he defeats him, kisses Cameron Diaz. They are together now. Movie over. He throws the mask away. He rejects being the mask. Richard Jenny, his friend, stand-up comedian Richard Jenny. It's not. It's not a character. It's, he's playing. It's just Richard Jenny right. playing himself. He uh, he tries to get the mask because he wants to be the mask, and then the dog fetches the mask, and that's the end of the, the movie. Yeah. And the one river that goes through Los Angeles just doesn't exist. <laughs> so overall, pretty darn terrible movie, and other than the fact that we get to talk about it to you, I feel like it was a waste of time for my life that I will never get back. It's a lot of slapstick and a lot of stupid jokes. Yeah. Like, really stupid jokes. Yeah. Surprisingly dumb jokes. <laughs> it's not a good film, guys. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. If you've already seen it, you love it. I mean, I'm sorry. I do not agree. It's just not good. Oh, but that is our episode for the day. Carol, take us home. Um. Okay, so yeah, keep listening and thanks for uh, getting the tapes. And give us stars and money and tell people about the show and all of that stuff. Yeah, and and we've got a we've got a 
a paper, a list by our locker to subscribe to to get to sign up to the list to get our tapes every week. Or, so subscribe to that list, right? You know, put your name on that list. And and that that helps us out. Or you know you you could always just email us at AOL, at, um, um, late fee ninety four. Late fee nineteen ninety four. I love how you can't think of it, AOL. and you're like um um, and then I say it, and then you correct me like I was the one trying to think of it the whole time. Well, no, it's just nineteen ninety four. It Mark. is nineteen ninety four, not ninety four. Okay. Okay. LifeE1994 at AOL.com. All right. Bye. Bye.